Hey, before we get started, if you are ready to pass your exams and become a licensed architect, you're going to want to listen to this. We are revolutionizing architectural education. It is my goal and mission to help as many people as possible become licensed architects while still maintaining their happiness. So introducing the architecture of play. This is our secret podcast series that will transform the way you study and prep for your ARE. Imagine having a happy work-life balance while also pursuing your dream of becoming a licensed architect. I promise you, it is possible. Our seven-episode private podcast gives you exclusive access to the secrets that can make this dream a reality. Remember, the more fun you have, the more likely you are to pass your exams and become a licensed architect. Start listening today at dci.beyoungdesign.com slash secret podcast. Don't miss out. This is going to transform your exam prep and help you enjoy the process of becoming a licensed architect. All right, enjoy the episode. Welcome back to Design, Create, Inspire. I hope you are having a wonderful day. Today, I want to talk to you all about the four biggest mistakes, I would say, as a young architect. So these are mistakes that I had to learn, which was good that I learned it. It was mistakes that have made me who I am today, and it's... um, Lessons I needed to learn in order to, you know, grow my business. And it's just kind of those pain points of, you know, what goes into starting and running your own business and being a young architect and all that good stuff. So I figured maybe I could help you a little bit by telling you and sharing um, kind of what I've learned along the way so that maybe you can learn it a little bit quicker. (laughs) And with that said, some of these items are ones that uh, you're going to kind of have to figure out on your own. These are a little bit more geared to running a business, um, but definitely just four key mistakes that I had to learn and uh, let's get into it. All right, so the first mistake that I made as a young architect starting out in my own business was pricing myself too low. And one of the biggest points about this was I had to learn and understand my own value. And to be honest, this is something that I am continuing to work on. It's something that I think is a really big pain point in the architecture community and industry is architects are uh, very commonly undervalued and so people undercharge. There's also a really big uh, disconnect in what architects charge because there isn't an open communication amongst professionals for this. Now, um, I'm going to have a whole video all about the value of architects and what to expect 
for a typical architecture fee and all that good stuff. And so that's definitely coming, so stay tuned. But it's something that I've had to learn over the years. I've had to talk to other people in the industry um, and also just kind of trial and error of sending out proposals. And ironically, once I started valuing myself and my skills more and charging more of my worth, I received less pushback from clients and actually less negotiation. So it's kind of ironic, but once I started raising my prices and charging more in line with what I felt was appropriate, I started receiving the clients that I wanted. So definitely if you are putting out proposals and you keep getting pushback or you aren't getting the clients or the type of projects that you want, I would um, challenge you to up your prices. Now, right now in 2022, this is kind of a weird time when it feels like everybody's charging an arm and a leg for everything. Um, so there's also crazy inflation, so it's understandable for our fees to also increase but it's something that has to come with your own comfort as well. Um, I had my own limiting money beliefs from just growing up and what I perceived as expensive or not expensive. And I realized that I was putting a lot of those limiting beliefs on my clients, which isn't fair. So um, it's been a long process and uh, work on my own you know, understanding of money. And I think I'm finally in a really good place with this. So that's definitely one of my very first mistakes was just pricing myself too low. Okay, my second mistake as a young architect was not charging for additional services or allowing scope creep. So if you are an architect or in the industry, you understand that scope creep is when, you know, little changes can start coming in here and there. And it's really hard to uh, kind of charge it for those additional services if it's like a little bit here and a little there. And if you don't have a good system in place in order to handle that. So that has been a really big learning curve for me is figuring out, okay, how do I handle scope creep in a way that is very clear for the client and very clear for me. So it makes everybody's life easier. And to be honest, I haven't 100% figured this out yet. Um, I have a new system that I'm trying out that is like a, um, like a document essentially that the owner will sign off on and then they understand that after that if there's changes on it um, then it becomes additional service which is kind of what I do now for when we go through another phase um, but it's still kind of that gray area so you know not charging for these services can end up really putting projects over budget and end up biting me in the ass in the long run. Um, so it's a really important one that I am working through. Once I come up with an epic solution, I will give you all the details, um, but it's a big one. Okay, my third biggest mistake as a young architect, and this is um, 
a very kind of minor one compared to the other ones, but it's not taking final photos. There's so many projects from when I was younger or first starting out that I didn't get in there at the end and take good quality photos. Um, there's some that I went in and I just took real quick photos right at the end of construction so the client hadn't moved in yet. Um, and those photos just aren't the same. Like I could get a couple little detail photos, but it's just not the same as like moved in, nicely designed, great lighting, good photos. That makes a big difference. And so to be honest, my portfolio only shows maybe half of the projects that I've done. Um, and I always, I have it on my to-do list to always, um, or not to always, but to reach out to past clients to get in there and get some photos. And I just still haven't done it. So I have projects from like five years ago that I'm like, I just need to contact those clients, get in there and get some photos. Uh, you know, who knows what it looks like now, but that's one of my biggest mistakes. So make it clear up front with the client that you would like to take photos and don't forget to get in there and do it. Sometimes it's kind of awkward when, you know, the project's finished and everyone's moved in and it's kind of, you've moved on and then to like get back in there, but it's really good. And it also creates a relationship with the past clients. You can talk about what's working, what's not working, if there's any issues with the design and then you can learn from that. So that's one of, uh, that's number three for sure for one of the biggest mistakes I've made as a young architect. Okay, so my fourth biggest mistake as a young architect and a young business owner is thinking that I could do it all and not reach out or look for help. Now I get it, in the beginning of an entrepreneurial journey, oftentimes you really only have the choice to be a solopreneur because you don't have the finances or the job flow quite yet in order to pick up um, you know, another person. And then also you're just kind of figuring it out yourself too. So then throwing in being a manager at that point is maybe too much. So there's a time and a place to do this for everybody. But I have to tell you that the moment I finally let go and hired someone, it relieved so much of my stress and my frustration. And I was able to finally work on my huge to-do list that is the to-do list that excited me. And this is one of the biggest things with when you hire people is that you can choose what you want to work on. You can choose to work on the parts of projects or the parts of your business that you really enjoy rather than trying to do it all. Again, I'm not perfect at this yet. I still need to hire a bookkeeper. I need to hire admin. I need to hire a project manager. These are things that I know I need to do because they're items on my list that I do all the time that I shouldn't be. Um, but there's other things that I really enjoy. Like I love updating my website and doing web, web design and graphic design. So, um, you know, there's things that I enjoy. So I've been working on putting together a list of all the things I do and figuring out what type of position would best fill that to take the items off my plate that aren't needed. So if you're in a position like that where you're a solopreneur and you are feeling like, 
you take it all on, but you may be worried that no one else is going to do it as good as you. Just know that that might not be the, or that might be the case in some things, but then you might be surprised that you can't do great at everything either. And so if you hire someone for a specific thing, they may surprise you and do it way better and faster than you can. It also just allowed me to take on more project load. I had more capacity. So, you know, I've heard this quote before that if you can't, if you tell yourself you can't afford to hire, it's because you haven't hired yet. And there's, you know, yes and no with that. But typically, if you do hire, then you can take on more projects. So your revenue does increase. Now your net might not increase the first little while while you're training and getting your employees all up to standard and, and up comfortable with how your workflow is. Um, but eventually the goal is to bring up that net and bring up that profit and then create a really great working environment for other people. That's something I think about all the time too, is like, if it's just me and my business, then I don't know. I mean, yeah, it serves my clients, but it doesn't really help other young architects. If I can give people a job, then that's even better. It benefits them. It benefits me. It benefits my clients. Um, I love the fact that I can collaborate now with my team and give my clients different uh, perspectives and point of view. So um, I find that we all bring different talents to the table. And that's what's really exciting about collaboration. So I didn't hire... Well, I hired a... I worked with an independent contractor kind of on and off for a little bit when I was about maybe three years into my business or so. Um, but I didn't hire my very first employee until twenty January 2021. So... Um, I had been in business for just almost six years. So it took a while, um, but it was the best thing I've done. Of course, being a uh, employer does put you in a different position. You now do have to manage and, um, you know, you have sometimes that weight on your shoulders like, oh my gosh, I have to make sure that they can pay their rent this month. So I have to make sure I am getting jobs in order for them to pay their rent or I need to make sure that these invoices are paid in order for my team to get paid. So, um, or otherwise it's coming out of my pocket. So there is a new sense of, you know, uh, responsibility that comes with it, but all in all, it's been a really good decision. And I do think that was one of my mistakes is not doing it sooner and thinking that I could handle it all. So those are four of my, you know, mistakes that I think I could have um, done not differently. I think I needed to learn all those mistakes. I think I could have learned them a little bit sooner, but I definitely think each one was important for the growth of the business and each one kind of had to happen in their own stage. Um, I am a firm believer in slow growth for businesses. I think it creates consistency and reliability 
And, you know, I've always said like, don't worry. I know we're slow and steady, but it's all good. It's going to happen. It's going to happen. And so, you know, each time I realize there's a mistake or realize I could have done things differently, um, I don't have any regrets. I just take it all as a learning lesson. So hopefully you can learn from some of these mistakes. If you relate to any of them, let me know. Have you, um, you know, gone from solopreneur to employer and what was that like? You know, was that a huge weight off your shoulders? Um, I'm also curious when other young architects or, or I don't mean that in terms of age. I mean it in terms of like the young uh, or the age of the business, essentially. Um, so I'm curious when other people brought on their first employees and then how that went and, and what that looked like. So definitely let me know. And I hope you enjoyed. I am off to enjoy this afternoon with my family, and I hope you have a great day. Talk to you soon. Bye.